Hi, it's Tim. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of Inside Today's Country. Don't forget to check out my other podcasts, Blind Like Me and Corkscrewed. You can find the links to those and my voiceover demos on my website, timblackonair.com. That's timblackonair.com. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Inside Today's Country, the show that gets the real stories from today's country stars, stories you haven't heard anywhere else. Your host is Tim Black. Tim has been on the radio interviewing the biggest stars in the business and discovering new talent for more than 20 years and now in his very own podcast. Are you ready? Let's go Inside Today's Country. This week on Inside Today's Country, Kelsey Maine is our guest from Toronto, Canada. Her new single is called SOS. Kelsey has multiple talents, and we'll find out about them. Plus, we find out that she does something bizarre with her potato chips. I don't know if anyone else does this, but with like plain Ruffles chips, I'll like dip them in real ketchup. All that and more as we go Inside Today's Country with Kelsey Maine next. You said you never met nobody like me. That you waited your whole life just to find me Yeah, you said all the things that a girl wants to hear Oh yeah, yeah And out of the blue, you were acting kind of shady Turns out that I ain't your only baby You made me feel like I'm the one that's crazy Now I need someone to save me Welcome to another edition of Inside Today's Country, where we get an opportunity to meet, introduce, and find out who our newest country stars are here in Canada, and of course around the world as well. This time we're going to go all the way to uh, Toronto, Canada, and uh, hang out with Kelsey Maine, uh, who, by the way, just uh, finished building a bar this morning. So hi, Kelsey, and we want to find out about that for sure. Hi, Tim. I I have not broken into the bottles yet, so... Oh. <laughs> So, so was this a uh, was this a um, a quarantine project that you started, or uh, yeah, this has kind of been in the house for a while, and you thought, okay, I'm just finally going to fix it? It was bugging me for the longest time. I wanted to finish it, and then uh, my boyfriend, who I live with, he's away this week, so I figured I'd surprise him when he comes home. Hopefully, he likes it. I don't know. <laughs> So did you yeah. construct it? Or like, what did you have to do to finish it? So, I mean. Well, he always wanted a bar. Okay. So I built him, um, when we first moved in, I built him a, a I, I like to use power tools and stuff. So right. I built a high top table. Mm-hmm. We had a couple of high top chairs and it went perfectly. And then there's a little mini fridge. And then. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I I hung a wine rack that we've had for forever, so I hung that, and then I made a little with like a jigsaw. I made uh, a wine glass holder. And wow! I put that and then um, I also just hung some shelves that I recently stained, and yeah. Holy and, cow! Look at you. I I know, right? I've got I've got projects around my house. If you want you to swing by, uh, you know. <laughs> 
You'd have to self you'd have to self quarantine because you're coming from Ontario for 14 days, but that would be enough time to finish the projects in my house. <laughs> and my Perfect. my wife wouldn't mind because she's like, ah, that's, I'm too busy to do stuff. Uh, what do you guys like to uh, to serve there in the old uh, bar? Uh, there's I've re recently realized just how much scotch we've accumulated over <laughs> the years. Uh, so, uh, are those uh, scotches people have given you, or or did you just kind of go and get most, those? Mostly gifts, yeah. yeah. So, are you um, a scotch drinker yourself, or is, is it your boyfriend? I'm an anything drinker. Okay, that a girl. <laughs> there's a uh, I do like so my favorite scotch. I like the smoky, peatier ones. So. Okay. Uh, so like Lagavulin is is up there. Mm -hmm. um, Lafroy is another one. Okay. So, yeah. And you said you just kind of uh, before we started recording here, uh, you started uh, finding about gin as well. Gin, yeah. There's some really cool flavored ones. Mm -hmm. There's a so Whitley Neal is mm -hmm. one that we recently discovered. They have really cool colored bottles. Oh yeah. And, and uh, so we have the blood orange one and the rhubarb and ginger. Oh wow! Is it's an that one comes in a purple, like a deep purple bottle, and it's that one's probably my favorite. Rhubarb really and good. ginger. I would have never done it. Wow! I, I I tried it when I was bartending like, okay a, a while ago and the rep came in gave me a sample and i uh, yeah i was hooked ever since so that's wild well let's uh, find out a little bit about uh kelsey main here obviously uh i want to find out more about your bartending but uh where did you get started in all this singing career uh, so I'm originally from Windsor, Ontario, mm -hmm. so right across from Detroit. So I had a lot of American influence growing up uh, from there. It was basically all we had was bunny ears and, uh, and the strongest signals were from the, from Detroit. So, right. uh, I had a lot of, a big mixture of influences, but my dad used to play a lot of country around the house. Okay. So that was i think that's kind of it was always kind of the, the genre i gravitated towards when i sang mm -hmm. um so uh i worked and so i went to school for nursing i went to the university of windsor okay and while i was while i was in school i well i also ran track and field and then um but i also worked as to pay for my education at this country bar mm -hmm. that had just opened up and they were called the bull and barrel. And it was kind of like a coyote ugly kind of. Oh, really? Comic. Right on. Great movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so they were looking for servers that could jump up on the bar and, and dance. And so I danced for them. They were semi impressed. And then, uh, as I was leaving, I said, you know, I, I, I sing too. Like it's, it's just, it was more of a hobby back then. And, uh, so they had me sing for them and immediately I, I kind of could tell by their terrible poker faces that I had the job. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then, so they kind of created this house singer position for me. And okay. then after that, um, I worked there for three years and then graduated. Uh -huh. And then about the same time I was getting some really good reviews from the, 
people that the patrons there and and it was something that I always wanted to do but it was more of a pipe dream and I didn't really have the the guts to do it mm-hmm. um and then I had some two nights in a row it was like something I just couldn't ignore so two nights in a row I had two different people say the exact same thing and it was what are you doing here and you should take this to the big city so I took that as a sign and I was like okay it's now or never let's just do this and my brother I moved in with my brother in Toronto and that was it wow so you are a official nurse then yes yes that is is that your profession then you've done that profession Uh uh, I, yeah, not, not too much. I did, I worked in some clinics Okay. and then the music stuff sort of tried to, it was taking all of my time and, sure. and, uh, and it, which is a good thing. I think is a good sign when, <laughs> right? well, when, <laughs> when it, you start yeah, I mean, busy when, with that. When, it, when it starts to happen for you and, and you can jump on and, and run with it, I think that's a good sign, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, so I, I, I only could take positions then that were flexible enough to allow my my singing career and, and artist career. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I worked in some clinics and I also did some bartending and some acting on the side. Just little things in between that were completely flexible, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it just allowed me to to pursue this crazy profession. <laughs> now, speaking of crazy things, we've gone through some crazy times now. And as a, as a, you know, up and coming artist, how have you been surviving as we've been going through the pandemic? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, as an artist, we're, I think we're pretty good at adapting and rolling with the punches, especially in an industry that changes constantly as it is with the whole digital streaming world now. So, mm-hmm. um, so I think, and, and we're creative people naturally. So, you know, it's finding different solutions for, for things like how do we perform now? How do we, mm-hmm. you know, make a, make an income and, and uh, still, you know, reach our audience and, and more audiences around the world outside people. So I think uh, everyone now is looking to the, more to uh, digital streaming and stuff. So I think, I think it's actually been really good in the way that it's forced us to perform now more online and uh, just look for different outlets to for exposure. So you haven't been dancing on any more bar tops then during? Uh, no, I retired from. <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple close calls uh-huh. with some slippery bar tops as you can imagine so i'm yeah i'm happy to put that to rest <laughs> who, <laughs> who are the people that uh you know you you said that obviously you got a, a lot of influence from your dad who listened to country music and mm-hmm. and listening to uh, stuff from the u.s who are the people that you listen to that you know really are your you know your idols or the people you look up to so when he so the stuff that he would play was garth brooks randy travis dwight yoakam um and one of my personal favorites is winona judd Mm. so um so i have i had a lot of those influences growing up and then i fell in love with like the newer age people like Eric Church and Keith Urban and Miranda Lambert. And so, and obviously Shania was 
is, is always um, if, as a Canadian, I think we're, we have to, uh, it, we're all obliged to, to love her and, and rightfully so. So um, yeah, there, uh, that was, that was the, the country influences, but then I also grew up with a lot of Motown and uh, R and B and even rap. So <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I had, and, and I was a Highland dancer growing up. So Where are you I had, really? like, yeah, so I had like bagpipes and I, I'm a redhead. So I <laughs> naturally, I, it's, it's in my blood. So, uh-huh. uh, so we had bagpipes and Celtic music and fiddles and stuff. So I, there's a, yeah, I just grew up with a big eclectic. So, so far we found out that you're good with a jigsaw. You can dance on a bar top. You can actually bartend and sing. Uh, you, you're a nurse, uh, you were running track and now you're a Highland dancer as well. Uh, Have I got, have I got that all covered? I think so. (laughs) Wow. See the things you find out. And now we want to find out about your new, uh, your new single, which is titled SOS. All right. So tell me a little bit about SOS. Where did this come from? Uh, and the backstory behind it. This was the only song on the album that was pitched to me. And so the other ones, I was a co-writer on, on all the other ones. Um, but this one was, and I've had a, a, quite a few songs that, that have been pitched to me, but, um, you know, you need to, as an artist, you need to have that sort of connection, that deeper connection to a song. And if you don't feel it, you can't force it. And, uh, and then your audience can definitely tell. And this was one of those songs that I felt was entirely me. It was, it, which is rare and uh and it felt like it was something that i would have written and i wish i wrote it um but it's so cool and what i love about it and and we totally captured it in the production of the song was it has a lot of those influences that i had growing up so um like for instance like it's more of on the r&b kind of side so i have the beginning kind of sounds like TLC, No Scrubs, and Destiny's Child, uh, Say My Name. And then by the end of it, it we have the brass section. So right. there's, so we have horns going in a country song, which actually really works with this one. And uh, so it kind of sounds a little mot- more Motown, um, Marvin Gaye, Aretha Franklin-y at the end. So I, it's just, it's for me, it's like a guilty pleasure song because it just reminds me of my childhood. <laughs> That's very cool. Now, your uh, debut album came out when? That was at the March 27th, so at the very beginning of the pandemic. Wow. What was that experience like? You're, you're releasing your very first album, and all of a sudden, boom, COVID-19 <laughs> strikes Canada and the world. Yeah. Um. I mean, it was definitely, we definitely had to adjust our plans. Like we had, I had three release parties planned. I had one in Windsor, one in London, and then one in Toronto planned, mm-hmm. um, where basically those are my, uh, my home, all my home fan bases. So, right. um, so obviously we had to cancel those and which was heartbreaking cause it's, it was it would have been so awesome to see everyone in person and give real hugs and stuff but mm-hmm. uh but you know it, it is what it is and yep. obviously everyone's health is our is 
our main priority, and especially with my nursing background, yes, yeah. that is my definitely, definitely, absolutely my number one priority. So, um, yeah, we, it was, it was, it's been different. Uh, the out outpouring response online has been pretty overwhelming mm-hmm. um the so much positive feedback you know it's it's releasing something that took me three years to make and to to write all those songs and uh and then record and save up and and get it all packaged and you know every single decision along the way you you i personally made so to you know put that out into the world it's your like your little baby that you're totally exposing yourself to and then to to get that kind of response that i got was absolutely amazing it was the 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 most rewarding feeling ever that's very cool who are the canadian artists besides shania that you have uh, had an opportunity to work with to work with oh a lot um so jason blaine uh patricia conroy um danielle bourgeau she she's one of my best friends uh she's an artist herself but she writes she's a, a brilliant writer and she writes with everyone as well um mm-hmm. so she writes with like megan patrick and tom cochran and and uh so she's she's one of my best friends that I've collaborated with. Um, mm-hmm. Oh man. Rivertown saints. I was in their music video for cherry bomb. <laughs> that must've been fun to do that one. Uh, yeah. Well, that was kind of before I broke off and, and started doing my own thing. So I, uh, that was, yeah, when I was first kind of getting my feet wet in the country world mm-hmm. and I had my acting agent sent me the audition. He said, are you interested in this? And I, I was like, I know them. I like, I knew their song, <laughs> their first single from the radio. I knew, yeah. but I didn't personally yet. And then, so we filmed that. And then ever since we've been good friends. Excellent. Let's talk a little bit about your acting then. What have you uh, been in that people might know? Well, the, the most recent project, I've did, done a ton of commercials and stuff. So mm-hmm. you might see my face on TV for like a second, but not realize it's me. <laughs> but um, I've done... Uh, more recently, I did uh, a short film. It's a Stephen King story. Okay. And it it's uh, called Willa. And it's one of his short stories um, that he wrote in a compilation of short stories called Just Before Sunset, I believe. Okay. And um, so, yeah, this, this story is called Willa. And it started out to be a small project because so – my brother was the he adapted the story to the screenplay and he was also the director so i had mm-hmm. a little in there ah, okay but, a little a little extra uh, <laughs> a little extra bump there yeah but um with it what originally started as a super small project with like four people mm-hmm. ended up being the largest independent production for a short film ever filmed in the GTA oh wow so yeah, which was astonishing. and we had the best crew from Toronto to to be on it because also my brother's best friend works she as a producer and uh, as a an AD assistant director uh, on major Hollywood productions. So she mm-hmm. basically brought 
all the people from that worked on like Suicide Squad. Oh wow! And, uh, like a simple favor, and just these with that was with Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick. So it, it she was able to get those crews to work on our short film, which is insane. So we were in very good hands, and uh, it ended up being a beautiful it's a masterpiece the way the cinematography in it and and it's been getting worldwide recognition which it still blows my mind right now <laughs> that's very cool yeah it's it's uh it's still circulating on the the film festival circuit around okay. the world yeah very cool how do you take uh how do you cross uh your acting with your performing when you're on stage it's you know it's it's cool being on stage uh, in person i'm i'm pretty chill laid back like i don't know i think i'm probably kind of boring in person but <laughs> but on stage i just i kind of become this different different entire person and and i jump around and it's it's really energetic and uh i don't i, don't, I just kind of become someone else when i'm on stage and uh i think that's that's exactly like acting, you know, you, you have to be someone else and, and it's, it's all, it's all pretend playing pretend. Right. So that's very cool. <laughs> and dress up. Oh yeah. That's always good. Cause we all like to dress up. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that at all. I, yeah. I, yeah. That's nothing wrong with that at all. All right. Are you ready for this? It is the fast five. All right. We're going to give sure. you, I'm going to ask you five things. We're going to see how, how well you do with this. Uh, okay. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Jelly beans or wine gums? Wine gums. Ketchup chips or salt and vinegar? Oh, salt and vinegar. Tim Hortons, Starbucks? Ooh, I'm going to go Tim's. Hockey or curling? Hockey. You didn't go with the Canadian uh, traditional of uh, ketchup chips. All right. No. No, I don't know. Something about the color, I think, just freaks me out. All <laughs> and you get that stuff on your fingers, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But although I do, I don't know if anyone else does this, but with, like, plain Russell's chips, yeah. I'll, like, dip them in real peanut, real ketchup. I thought you were going to say real peanut butter. I was going to say that, <laughs> and I don't know why. So you, you'll love- dip your plain chips into ketchup? Yeah. Just just a little bit, but so you get a little taste. But it's like fries and ketchup. Okay. I think I'm the only person that does this. I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's uh, rather interesting, Kelsey. Yeah. <laughs> Never heard of anybody doing that. Uh, but, you know, to each his own. <laughs> that's whatever, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, your, that, that works for your me. Your reaction. <laughs> Try it. Try it. Don't okay. knock it for right, that. It's, fine. It's, just like fr- it's fries and ketchup. That's what it is. All right. Fine. I, I, I'll try that. I, I'm, I'm going to try that. <laughs> Kelsey, where do people find you online, by the way? Uh, my, well, everywhere it's the same. So it's just my, my name. Uh, so it's at Kelsey Main for my social media or uh, com. But the only, the only trick is my first name is spelt weird because my mom is Italian so she wanted Kelsey to be spelt like an Italian way so it's K-E-L-S-I that's it so oh, I was wondering yeah. about that one. then 
Yeah, yeah. So just, you know, if you want something to sound Italian, just end it with an I. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So, right? So your name spelt the Italian way, but yet you did Highland dancing. Yeah. You yeah. know, you got to get both, both you, sides. You, you've got every, every gamut <laughs> covered there. I'll have to put I'll have to put my daughter and you together because she does Irish dancing, uh, and then we'll, oh! and then we'll put the Highland dancer so, next to her. You know, and if you ever confuse the two, oh, people get dancer, mad. Each, oh, they get so offended. Oh yeah, <laughs> totally offended. We we used to we used to joke because Highland dancing is so you're wearing like a heavy kilt yep. and uh, and you're dancing around a sword sometimes and you also use your arms so we used to joke that Highland dancing was way harder. Yeah, I don't know. I, those, those, those Irish dancers might have something to say about that. Yeah, I think so. They they move their feet, I think, twice as fast sometimes. So. Yeah, they're they're pretty crazy. <laughs> Kelsey, thanks very much for hanging out with us. Uh, you are a blast. I can't wait to uh, eventually get to meet you in person when you tour across Canada. Uh, whenever you know things open up, I hope you do make it. I'd uh, love that. You hope you do make it this way, and uh, we'll make sure we have some plane chips and a and a bowl of ketchup for you. Perfect. Thank you so much, Tim. Great talking to you. Thanks for listening to Inside Today's Country with Tim Black. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This has been a TimBlackOnAir.com production.